Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Honest Youth Pastor with the Honest Youth Pastor Off the Cuff Podcast. The audio you are about to hear is ripped from a video I did the other day and posted on Instagram uh, in response to a lot of the conversations I've been having uh, because of the uh, what's been happening because of George Floyd and everything that's been going on in America in regards to uh, racism and injustice. Um, so this video really came just from all the thoughts and conversations and me trying to put all that together. So hopefully this is helpful to you. Uh, let's get into it. What's up guys? It's the Honest Youth Pastor and I bet you know what this video is about. Let's get into it. So the last couple days I've been making memes specifically about justice and what it looks like to uh, bring forth justice, specifically pointing to the fact that Christians, God's people, are supposed to be the voice for the voiceless and take care of the widow, the orphan, and the marginalized. And I want to make sure that I point out exactly what I'm talking about here because in the comment sections, because of what's happening in the world right now, people have really pressed to make sure like one issue stands out, that issue being racism. And as I've said in the comment sections, yes, racism is an injustice. But I want to make sure I also point out the fact that Christians are not a one subject uh, group of people. We are for Jesus and we follow Jesus and therefore all injustice that's done is supposed to be injustice that we talk about, that we speak about, that we are the hands and feet to point people to the one that can fix the injustice, which is Jesus. So, while racism is an injustice, and we will be talking about that partly in this video, I also want you to understand that an abortion is injustice. Sex trafficking is injustice. Marginalizing and taking advantage of the poor is injustice. All of these things that go against the word of God and making you know powerful people taking advantage of people that are not in power or that are vulnerable or cannot speak for themselves, all of these things are injustice. So as Christians, we should take account of all of those things and say, what can we do with what we have in order to speak about these things and be the voice for those that are suffering in racism or be the voice that are uh, for the kids that are never born because of abortion or be the voice of those that are in sex trafficking and slave trade. I mean, what can we do for all of the injustices as Christians to point people to Jesus and make sure we can spread the gospel in that way? And what I've seen has been encouraging. There's lots of people that have pointed out, yes, you know, we should definitely make sure we speak up for those that cannot speak for themselves in regards to racism, but we should also bring up all of these other issues as well. Work as a community of believers with our talents and our gifts that God has given us in order to bring to light all of these things so that we can bring the message of Jesus to a lost and obviously dying world. Now, the second thing that I have not seen very much, and I, honestly, as I was uh, working today and praying today and working through some scriptures in my head today, something came up that I thought, hey, I haven't thought about this very much up to this point, and I haven't seen anybody talk about it, so I wanted to bring it up. It's the verses that we all know, but we've forgotten in this time as well. And it's found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 
43. And it says this, this is Jesus talking. He says, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes sun, the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rains on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than any other? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. Therefore, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And as I was thinking over these words today, I thought, you know, I've never, in, in all of these, uh, you know, posts and demonstrations and uh, all of this chatter that's on online right now on social media i have not seen one person bring up the fact that we're supposed to love our enemies and there are so many people right now that are saying that this person's my enemy or that person's my enemy or this group of people are my enemy and they are out in the world demonstrating protesting fighting against the people that they would say this is my enemy and of course, the world is going to do what the world does because sin doesn't care about anything but itself. But as believers in Jesus, and I'm talking to Christians right now, as believers in Jesus, we have to take the words that he said to heart, which means I'm supposed to love my enemy. I'm supposed to pray for my enemy. Christian, do you understand what that means? That means we are supposed to pray and love those abortionists that kill the babies. We're supposed to love and pray for those that are uh, initiating, planning, and performing the sex trade and what's going on that's horrific in the world right now. That means we're supposed to love and pray for those that are racist, that are uh, deliberately going after people of different ethnicities in order to put them down. That means we're supposed to pray for the cops that kill the people that we're talking about right now. Now, I know that's, that, that's going to that's gonna upset some of you when you hear that, but if you're a Christian, let it ring true for you. That those that we say are our enemies, Jesus specifically says you're supposed to love them and pray for them. And if we put this in perspective of the whole narrative of the gospel, if we put this in perspective of just a personal relationship between us and our Savior, it should open our eyes a bit that we are far more like our enemies than we would care to admit. That we are capable of things that we would never say we're capable of. But because of sin and what it does in us, we are fully capable of those things. In fact, the law of God points us to the fact that we are more than capable to be sinful, more than we can even imagine. And Jesus comes and grace and mercy and saves us, not from just little sins, like you were just kind of bad. He saves you from the fact that you are that evil. Like you have those possibilities inside of you. And he loves you anyway. He pursues you anyway. He saves you anyway. So yes, God wants justice. He demands justice. He hates injustice and he puts things in practices and he puts his people in places to correct injustices. But while those injustices are being corrected, we cannot forget that we are to love and pray for those that are committing those injustices. This does not mean 
that we seek out the worst for them, that we hate them, that we are verbal and abusive against them. That means that we love them like Jesus loves us because we realize that we are just like them. We may not have done those things, but we are definitely capable of those things. And he saves us despite that. He came to this earth, lived a perfect life, got on a cross because we are that. He didn't just die for that one person's horrible thing that they did. He died for you because you're capable of doing that horrible thing. That's the grace and mercy he showed us. And that's the grace and mercy that he wants us to show other people that, that in our heart has been transformed by the indwelling and inworking of the Holy Spirit that we're able to love those that the world thinks we should hate. So Christian, I tell you this. Some of us are, are being a lot like Jonah right now. God says, go and tell those people that are your enemies to repent and come to me. And Jonah, in the story of Jonah, would rather see his enemies die than tell them that Jesus, you know, that to, to repent. He, he would rather die than tell them that God tells them to repent because he knows, if you read the story of Jonah, he knows that God is gracious and good. So instead of telling these people to repent because he knows God will forgive them, he runs the other way because he would rather run away than see his enemies saved. We also can't forget the, the, the setting of what this verse is we just read, right? So the Sermon on the Mount, I mean, don't forget the context that this is set in. The Sermon on the Mount is set in the context of an overarching Roman Empire over an oppressed Jewish people. I mean, that, that's the scenario, right? The, the Jews are under suppression from an, a government that can literally do whatever they want to them. And these people, these are the people that Jesus says, love your enemy and pray for them. He says a lot more radical things, actually, if you read through the entire Sermon on the Mount, but we'll just deal with this one radical thing. He says, love the people that could take your life. Love the people that have taken the lives of your loved ones. Love and pray for those that steal from you. Love and pray for those that hate you. This is the radical love of Jesus. This is the radical message of the gospel that uh, despite the fact that sin is prevalent in the world and in us, Jesus came and died on the cross so that justice could be brought in the midst of injustice. But more than that, that a people that are far off from him, that are very unfaithful, could be brought near to him though we didn't deserve it because we're capable of such horrific atrocities but he gave us grace and mercy and he calls us to do the same so yes we are to to speak out on the injustice of abortion but we are to love and pray for those that commit the heinous act of abortion. Yes, we are to speak up about the injustice of slave trade and the sex market, but we are to love and pray for those that are planning, initiating, and engaging in those acts. 
yes, we are supposed to speak out on the injustice of racism. But we are also supposed to love and pray for those very people that are committing that act. This is the message of the gospel. It is not a message that is, that is easy to understand because inside of us, we want to hate our enemy. But Jesus says, love them. And the only way you can do that, the only way you're going to be able to love your enemy the way you're supposed to love your enemy is to understand how he loves you. That you are capable, more than capable, of doing the exact same thing. And despite that, he loves you. Despite that, he came and died for you. Despite that, he saves you. And with a glimpse of that grace and mercy, we are to go out into a world and do the same. And that's messy, and that's hard, and we don't want to do it sometimes, but it, that, that is what it is to be a disciple of Christ. To go out into a world that absolutely hates the message of Jesus and live it out. And as you're being hated, to love those that hate you. As they scoff at you, you give them water. As they scoff at you, you pray for them. As they scoff you, you give them kind words. Because your heart has been changed. There is no other direction to go but the direction of Jesus. So I don't pretend to have all the answers. I don't pretend to have any of the answers, but what I will point you to is this. Yes, God wants to correct injustice. And in the process of correcting that injustice, he wants us as believers to love and pray for our enemies. Hopefully this was helpful. We all need it. We all need to hear the words that Jesus spoke. Holy Spirit, help us internalize them and live them out. Have a good day.